welcome back to the new art podcast episode 19 i'm pretty sure because i was editing a lot of yesterday i think i made it to 18 so this must be 19 unlucky for anglerfish because that's (laughs) what we're talking about today i'm sure 19 is unlucky somewhere it's such a rubbishy number isn't it don't you think we had this discussion with 13 yeah um 19 i 42 is unlucky in japan where we've got some time before we said we get yeah. to 42 19 is okay i think nothing nothing wrong with 19 19 years it's okay 19 2019 2019 no 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 to disagree there 2019 we had australian bushfires we had start of coronavirus right at the end that that was a bad year and being 19 i can tell you it's a horrid age to be as well so 19 thanks for bringing that up but 19 is definitely unlucky now so i think well we will find out won't we I, you know, 19, I came to the UK when I was 19. I remember it quite fondly, but I think that's what happens when you look back. You know, you remember the, the good bits, the nostalgia. You forget, like, the the anxiety-ridden, stressful bits, um, I suppose. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Mm. Well, 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 talking about anxiety-filled, stressful bits, <laughs> okay, okay. I, I think you're in for an anxiety-filled, stressful podcast today, Saf. No, no, because, well, it's not going to well, be a walk in the park, it's not going to be dolphins or pandas, but, you know, it's okay, I will do my best to represent the lowly anglerfish and if i you know and, and and then we will leave it up to the audience to see just how compassionate they are <laughs> sounds like you're admitting defeat already and i do have to let our audience in but before we started recording Saf was bemoaning the fact that at the end of last week's episode the royal rumble he'd left it up to joseph our guest to choose the animal i have to say Saf is not bring the usual level of enthusiasm and self-belief that he usually does to these episodes i mean you were all four arguing for crocodiles and all the other inane critters snakes yeah. that you've had to defend yeah. well, what's wrong with anglerfish sass come on come absolutely on. absolutely nothing they're fantastic and they're definitely going to make it aboard earth 2.0 um you know but you know definitely double dealing bastard yeah but definitely one not to shy away from a challenge this one's for you mm. joseph hopefully he's listening in hopefully he's got a vote so at least i'm sure yeah 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 yeah, because he seemed quite passionate about it (laughs) well if you recall back to what joseph said he left us on a cliffhanger at the end of our royal rumble so he mentioned in some fairly mysterious terms the sexual lives of anglerfish as being worthy of note mm-hmm. so have, have you read into these in uh, i don't know what to call them endeavors exploits yes conquests, yes um, inane rituals yeah it is definitely unique and you get points for uniqueness um on the well, new arc. you do because I, we're not lo- sure we're looking for diversity uh, Earth 2.0 is going to be all about inclusivity. It's going to be about compassion. Um, it's going to be about acceptance. So as we go through today's conversations, let us not forget these key values upon which Earth 2.0 is being built and through the lens, the lens through which we assess our fellow animals. Oh, you're full of goodwill today, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have the feeling that 
our audience might need it to accept Angler Fish. <laughs> but, but before we go to any more moral preaching, to explain the sexual endeavours of anglerfish, basically, female anglerfish are the big cool doody ones. They can be up to 60 times larger than the males, and they're the ones with the dangling rods. I'm allowed to say that because they're females. The, the dangling rods uh, mm-hmm. with the lighty bits on the end. Uh, it's, it's got a name, I think. It's called the Elysium. Mm-hmm. They're light wand, and the esker is the bait on the end. So these are the females. They're big, they're, they're bad, they're ugly. Uh, and the, the males are much smaller. And basically, as with ferrets, which our viewers will recall failed abysmally. So ferrets die without sex, so do male anglerfish. Because basically male anglerfish are born without a digestive system. So they can't actually live and all they're good for is literally latching themselves on to these much larger females. So they bite into them, they release a digestive enzyme which eats away at the female's flesh and their own, incidentally. So it rots away, dissolves their mouth and the, the skin of the female anglerfish. And the, the two fuse together, although it's often a lot more than two. It's just about six, usually. It can be up to eight males per female. So they're, they're all for those orgies, all those good times, these anglerfish. And the, the male just dissolves away, fuses into the female, makes the female even larger, more imposing, and leaves their sack of sperm dangling from the female to see that she is supplied with a large stock of, of semen throughout her life. It's great, two, isn't two, it? Brilliant two, system. Two, two points. First one, what you've described there is a matriarchy so it's a matriarchal society Um, i think it's a sexist society well it 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 is what it is uh it's nature taking its course but it's a it's a matriarchal society and um you know i object to the use of the word orgy in a way and i'll explain because historically you have um you have kind of deducted points let's say uh for sexually what's the word frivolous or sexually adventurous animals and i feel like fish I sense that you you are kind of going in that direction yet again today, and you know. So let me stop you in your tracks. Nothing gives you that idea. Let me stop you in your tracks, and say, anglerfish monogamy. Let me expand. Qu- to quote, hmm. as he vanishes. Two individuals become one, taking the concept of monogamy to a new level. So, it depends on how you look at it. Because there is no other. There is no other. It's it's, it's as the Spice Girls say, when two become one, to quote the Spice Girls, that is the anglerfish love life okay i've got a question for you saf mm-hmm. if a pair of siamese twins had sex with you are you having sex with one person or two well two but because you're but... having sex twice aren't you and this analogizes perfectly with the anglerfish doesn't yeah, it? yeah but, but but the siamese twins don't become me because if they did, then I was just having sex with myself, and so therefore you're I just am, making it I, even weird. I, now. I, I, I am beyond monogamous. <laughs> if anything, that's just <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> so you see, well, I would consider it rape. 
And we've often talked about whether animals can have consensual sex, but I think latching on, biting down on a female, dissolving into her and effectively bonding your sperm sac with her body through a digestive enzyme is not consensual sex. So, so you're saying that the smaller male, because the, I think jo, what Joseph was trying to allude to, and it would be interesting to get his take on this, he was kind of alluding to a kind of the helplessness of the male. But you have now the, the smaller men that kind of like fuse into the, the, the larger female that gets often a bad rap in anglerfish land. But now you have somehow, you know, you're suggesting that the smaller males are raping the larger female anglerfish. Is that correct? Precisely. Precisely. And I actually don't think it has to be either way around. So I will stick with my argument that it is a unfair, sexy society where the males fill an unfairly subordinate role, just as in our human society, we live in a patriarchy, which is unjust, hence the rise of feminism. So the anglerfish need a meninism movement <laughs> to regain their, well, their, their masculinity, their rights. Well, well, but, but they are still raping the female. Well, you, the two don't go, you cannot, you cannot say that you need meninism when it's, there are a whole bunch of rapists and it just doesn't it just doesn't work yeah yes i mean that there were female mass murderers serial killers rapists hooligans people of all sorts and that doesn't stop the existence of feminism you see what you're doing right now is you're continuing this sexist matriarchal caste which is the shackled anglerfish <laughs> relations for, for millennia. You see, you are placing the male anglerfish in a, a narrow view of a sex-driven fiend with no other purpose in life, which I actually may have commenced, but which I'm still going to blame you for. And in doing so, you've demonised the, the, the anglerfish. It's, it's just not fair. So you're already arguing from my side. No, no, I, I think, you know, I'm saying that they are monogamous and that they are... Yeah, they are highly... Honestly, high, I didn't see that one coming, Saf, yeah, and they honestly. Are high, they are highly inclusive and as it goes, they take the concept of monogamy to a new level. Um, and, you know... Um, yeah, it's it's unique, you know. Uh, the the permanent attachment of the male to the female species through this form of anatomical joining uh, has not been seen in nature ever. So again, you know, as a unique species, well, not 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 what by about the, like microbes, not, bacteria, not, sure not by that. the study published in the journal Science. <laughs> it's not nature. I don't believe it. Well, you know, it's the journal science. So, um, yeah, so I think that straight away gives it some bonus points whereby, you know, it's it's unique and it adds to the variety and the diversity that we are building on Earth 2.0. Okay, so sexual deviance aside, I mean, anglerfish do stand for a lot that's wrong with the world. I mean, apart from rape and murder, effectively, or is it suicide? You see, that's one I'm not clear on. But either way, suicide, murder, rape, anglerfish also are potent symbols of exploitative capitalist regimes. I mean, from the Industrial Revolution, we have been locked in this stick and carrot motivational framework. So you dangle the carrot on a piece of string in front of the worker so that they can go 
work harder, do better, otherwise you whack them over the head with a stick. This is how anglerfish live their lives. They literally have this law dangling in front of them, being part of this sweatshop regime, which is carried over from the Industrial Revolution, has not changed since because of the stringent shackles of society with which we are bound and bringing anglerfish onto the ark would only preserve that that, that exploitative regime this this esca isn't it it's called the the, the bait in front of them literally is food in latin the esca mm-hmm. which was the hanging they have the tarot in front of them yeah, I mean, you can't support that stuff. You can't. I, I do and I will, because Earth 2.0 is going to be capitalist. An exploitative Wait. capitalist regime. No, no exploitative, it's, no ah. regime. But the alternative, my friend, is an exploitative communist regime. And let's not get started there. So, you know, we, we, we have to go by what? The best of what we have at the moment is capitalism. If there was a better system, it would have it would have risen to the top, just like cream rises to the top always. Um, it is the de facto way to go, and you know, productivity, motivation, all good things. Um, and you know, so I I I, I think. Uh, you know, we, we perhaps entered a larger debate in terms of the the economic um, <laughs> economic systems of Earth 2.0. But you know, let us bring the anglerfish on board to remind us that we will have a capitalist society rather than a communist one. Wonderful. I, I never knew you were such an ardent capitalist, although I do have to disagree with the, the statement you made that <laughs> exploitative communism is the only alternative to exploitative capitalism. That's probably the most cynical I've ever heard you on this podcast. <laughs> You're basically saying there is no effective form of wealth distribution oh, no, which no, we no. can manage. No, no. So, so the non-exploitative capitalism is the effective form. So Earth okay. 2.0... We're going to take good capitalism. We're going to try as best as we can to negate the exploitative nature of it. But does, that does not mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater and embrace communism, which, as we've seen, uh, you know, looking back at history, is a whole different level of exploitative regime. Well, talking about <laughs> babies and exploitative communism, <laughs> I have two further points for you. Yep. So did you know that anglerfish uh, are fine dining, fine cuisine in Japan and Korea? They sell for upwards of $150 on the black market, mm. along with things like nuclear bombs and arms and AK-47s and grenade launchers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So whoa. if... Whoa, in Japan, there's no weapons in Japan, dude. The, fi- the fish, perhaps, because yeah, J- J- Japan are very into the Japanese are very into their fish. So, you know, I can, I can see that there could be a black market for anglerfish, which is fine. If there's a market for all manner of fish, it's fine. But there's no weapons. There's no AK-47s, and there's no weapons. <laughs> But by obtaining these anglerfish, as we are going to do for our ark, which likely is going to come from these black market sources, it's quite hard to get anglerfish. I mean, they do live two miles down the sea. But obtaining these anglerfish thereby supports things like nuclear weaponization and trafficking and no, AK-47s. None of, none of those but, things I mean, are a thing I, in Japan. <laughs> but it's, it's the same black market. You are thereby condoning the, the sale of illicit goods, which includes sex slaves and AK-47s and, I don't know, I, rare I, I, antiques. I, I, I don't think, you know, that's the case. Um, well, for a start, whenever black market on Earth 1.0 uh, 
will come to an end along with the planet. So this will be their last hurrah. Uh, but that that's but, but it not- might cause the end. We could be allowing the black market to sell nuclear bombs, which then causes World War Three even before the apocalyptic flood hits. You haven't thought of that, have you? Well, How would you rather go? We'd be long gone by then with, with our selection of animals, including the anglerfish, for its uniqueness. Um, but, yeah, I, I think also there's nothing to say that we need to purchase anglerfish from the black market. Often they'll be dead by the time it gets to the, 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 the whatchamacallit, the fishmongers. Um, so I think what we will do is capture our own anglerfish um, for the ark. We, we, we've got a acquisition scene, don't we? They're, they're tasked. Once, once the debate concludes and we have the the poll, the results in, that gets forwarded on position steam, the the AAT, right? And and they're tasked with finding... So they are well-equipped, they're well-funded, all the resources required. Uh, So we don't need to, you know, we don't need to engage with the black market. So don't don't you stress yourself about that. I, I will. I will directly forward it on to the AAT uh, post results. You see, this is the part that they leave out the Bible. I mean, it's, it's no use, is it, as an instruction manual? Yeah. How did Noah get all those animals rounded up and onto his ark? It must have been a, a logistical nightmare. He didn't have an AA team. Brilliant name, by the way. <laughs> uh, slightly confusing, but if you. I mean, did God round them all up for him? Did he put out uh, notice boards around the town saying, need Dude, two of each animal, first come, first served? You, you are massively underestimating God's skills. This is the person, the being, um, that created the universe in six days. So for him to... Well, for him to round up animals, it'll take about three minutes. So, yeah. yeah you see, I don't know. Creating the universe in six days, I guess it's a bit impressive. I wrote 11 essays yesterday. I think that's more impressive. <laughs> I've never heard of God writing an essay. So, so if he could beat that... He will have uh, my respect. But creating the universe, that's just creating homework. That's just creating AK-47s and sex trafficking and nuclear bombs and apocalyptic floods, Saf. How can you support God after all that? Bible is like, not only is it like an essay, it's like a dissertation. (laughs) He didn't write it, though, to be fair. Well, well, he, he inspired it. That doesn't count. I mean, as a celebrity, you don't get credited for having a biography written about you. You do get credited, and often you get the checks. It's often... No, because then it's called an autobiography. The Bible isn't an autobiography (laughs) of God. Right, 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 right. Well, good point. That was a tangent. Um, Yeah, it was a tangent, because... We were we got into logistics. I, I brought up the AAT, hmm. and then we got into logistics. But hey, the, the long and short of it was to say, don't you worry about how we will acquire said anglerfish. Let's just get them approved for the journey, and then the relevant folks will acquire them. And I'm assuming we're not worrying about storing them either, because this came up in the Royal Rumble. How are we going to store things like giraffes and crocodiles? And come to think of it, storing anglerfish, which live two miles deep in the sea, about as different an environment as you can get to zero atmospheres in space. It's probably going to be quite a challenge. 
but but we're not going to think about that. We're going to return to what we're talking about, which I believe was cuisine and babies. So I've, I have some further points to make for you. Speaking about cuisine, do you know what anglerfish tastes like? Would you care to make a guess? Chicken. No, you see, they don't. They don't, which makes them an abomination of nature because everything tastes like chicken. Anglerfish tastes like lobster and nothing except maybe lobster tastes like lobster. I actually think lobster tastes like chicken. So given that anglerfish don't taste like chicken, they are thereby mutants. These aliens, which can morph two into one, actually six, seven into one, up to nine into one. It's like some creature from a sci-fi movie. My popular knowledge runs out here because I don't watch horror movies, but I'm sure there are alien movies like that. But have seven aliens becoming one. So, so they are clearly aliens. They're clearly abominations of nature. And what's more, they are paedophiles. Have... Oh, look, we've lost Saf now. He's... <laughs> He's left the building. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anglerfish are paedophiles and... I will raise you the point that their law is almost identical to, you know, one of those dangly baby toys, the, 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 the carousels and the little dioramas with the, the dangling stars, which they toy with. I mean, this is how anglerfish hunt, hunt for their food, hunt for prey, sexual or nutritious or both. I mean, they, they might have sex with the babies, then eat them. They may do it the other way around, but whichever way is perverted and i mean they really deserve to perish in fire and brimstone for that because i'm not sure the floods will do it so we haven't considered this floods don't kill anglerfish do they <laughs> no they don't not at all um the you know rather than likening the thing to you know a children's toy they're like it's like a torchlight. That's what it is. It's like one of those like mm. torchlights that's on a helmet. So really, what they are, they're like freaking Indiana Jones. They are adventurers. <laughs> they are exploring the caves, and they've got their own torchlight. They're just like prepared adventurers. You know, somehow wow. you, you've taken that, and you really you know, put a nasty spin on it. They're just, they've got torchlight, they're exploring the depths of the sea, they live in the, you know, the, the most inhospitable habitat, you know, the lonely, lightless bottom of the sea, right? So they came with their own flashlights, you know, they should be applauded. But what are they exploring? Because you've just admitted that the bottom of the sea is lifeless and boring. So effectively, they're, they're just loners and hermits, which are wandering around with no. this torch looking for someone to eat or have sex with. Well, we don't know much about it. You know, we talk about space exploration, but there's lots to be explored yet uh, within the depths of the ocean. And they are like... An aquatic Elon Musk. They are, they are exploring the depths of the ocean, exploring, you know, kind of trying to find things for humanity. They're heroes. Uh, and they come equipped with their own equipment. They should be celebrated rather than whatever the other way is, I forget, rather than being looked down upon or... Demonized, condemned. Yes. Left yes. to perish horribly yes. like they deserve. Well, they will perish for a start, so... Yeah, so, so why are we even bothering to bring them on the Ark, Saf? They don't want to go into space. You're torturing them, Saf, you're torturing them. It's what no, you're doing. We're, we're bringing them because, you know, we want 
them to be there as part of the diverse tapestry of wildlife, flora and fauna on Earth 2.0. Well, well, well. <laughs> Speaking of exploring and explorers, I, I'm struggling with the links here. But I, I was reading a National Geographic article about anglerfish, and you will recall for butterflies, I read the Collins Guide to yeah. British Butterflies or something like that, and pulled out some juicy quotes from it. So I've done the same here. Do you want to know what National Geographic, the, the what should be the chief experts on anglerfish have to say about them? Go on. I'm sure you do. So National Geographic say that anglerfish are quite possibly the ugliest animal on the planet. They have every right to be angry and wear that sour look on their face. <laughs> I mean, th th these are just bloody lazy creatures. They've, they've got this pointless lie in front of them. It's like, it's, I know, I tell you what it's like. It's like if I was having trouble with mosquitoes, lots of mosquitoes here in the Congo. We haven't told our viewers that. I'm in the Congo here. So it's more distant podcast recording than usual. But there are lots of mosquitoes here. So it's like I sat outdoors with a, a lamp and didn't even bother to swat the mosquitoes, just let them fly around the lamp, fly, 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 without doing anything. Because anglerfish don't actually hunt. They just wait for prey to swim into their mouths. How more lazy, apathetic, useless, evolutionary dead end like can you get than that? Answer me that, Seth. Answer me it's, that. It's not laziness, it's resourcefulness. Doing more with less. Achieving the same outcome, or the same output. Conserving energy. You, you, may, you know, and, and that's the level of efficiency that we want on the arc at Earth 2.0. This is, we can build frameworks. Harvard Business School will, you know, can create a framework inspired by the anglerfish. <laughs> Right. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's something that we cannot forget. And again, you know, National Geographic. You know, they, they, they you know, they, they're calling a spade a spade. But you know, and, and therefore, <laughs> the anglerfish, you know, has has had to endure judgment and bullying from strangers. So if they're cranky or if they have a bit of anger, yeah, in the lifeless deep sea, lots of strangers. Yeah. To totally fine, but on Earth 2.0, going full circle back to my passionate speech at the very beginning, going back to values, um, we are not judgmental on Earth 2.0. We are not going to determine someone or something's value based on their surface level beauty to discriminate against the anglerfish, calling them name-calling, calling them the ugliest animal. This is not what we stand for. Um, and, you know, and I'm sure the audience, guys, you know, I, 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 I call out to their compassionate nature and you know, I think this is more than the anglerfish. By by leaving the anglerfish behind, we are making a statement, a negative statement that we are going to be discriminating based on outward appearance on Earth 2.0. And the only way that we've gone there to mitigate against that and to rebuild and to reinforce our values on Earth 2.0 is to bring them on board because leaving them behind is just unacceptable. Uh, you see, I think you've forgotten something, Seth, which is that it's actually not the people of Earth 2.0 who are voting. It's the people of Earth 1.0 who you've now just called bigots and <laughs> discriminatory. No, no, oh, no. It will be if they vote against. Mm. But I'm sure okay. 
they they stand for better values, you know, that they would vote for Anglerfish because that is the ideals that they would want to pass on to their kids and to future generations of humanity that will flourish on Earth 2.0. So it's up to okay. them. It's up to well, them as... what kind of future they want to leave behind for their children. It's entirely up to them. Mm-hmm. And the anglerfish is the uh, line in the sand. Well, as a discriminatory old sort, I, I do have a few further points to raise against anglerfish. But before our audience votes them off the ark, as they were always going to do. So... So obviously, you know, the, the shining law they have, the, the whatever it's called, a skirt, something like that. It, you know how it glows. So mm-hmm. it's what's, I think, inaccurately referred to as a symbiotic relationship. Symbiotic means it's a mutual transfer benefit. So mm-hmm. the, what makes it glow is bioluminescent bacteria, which lives mm-hmm. in the little law, uh, gives off light, helps the anglerfish. Anglerfish doesn't give anything back, so symbiotic might act. But, I I mean, having just come through two, almost three years of COVID-19 lockdowns, movement restrictions, I mean, drawing the global economy to a standstill due to poor hygiene, how can we really condone bringing fish onto the ark, which actively curate communities of bacteria as, as, as a part of themselves. Have I you mean, heard of good bacteria? We teach them to wash their, wash their exca, or whatever. I'm never going to be able to pronounce that word. Ex, exca. Good bacteria, no, it doesn't have exist. You ever, have I'm you ever, thoroughly have you ever, antibacterial. I'm like well, soap. You, Not you, the first you, time I've been you told need, that. You need to watch an advert for something like Actinel, where there's millions of good bacteria. Okay. So, yeah, I think once Lots again... Lots of happy anglerfish floating by. Yeah, you are tarnishing... Smiling their sharp teeth. All bacteria, same brush. And the okay. whole pandemic was caused by a virus, not a bacteria. Uh, true, true, but it is irrelevant, isn't it? Good bacteria, bad bacteria, still bacteria. So well, whether they're good bacteria or bad bacteria is poor hygiene because no, they're good promoting colonies of these bacteria. Good bacteria is good for you. That's the point. That's it's why still you're... bad hygiene. Most bacteria is good bacteria. I'll give you that. But still having lots of bacteria on my hands is bad hygiene, irrespective well, of the fact that most of it is good. Well, it doesn't matter if it's good, if it's bad hygiene or not. It's good for you, mate. But if they are promoting practices of bad hygiene, then we're just going to get suites of global inter-universal pandemics on Earth 2.0. This is my entire point. We we won't. Teach them law washing. We won't because we will ban function research on Earth 2.0 and ensure our labs cannot leak. Mm. Wash our hands, mate. (laughs) Wow, Wow, you weren't there. Okay, talking of global conspiracy theories, (laughs) you know when anglerfish are most commonly seen. So so they rise from the deep en masse during the El Nino uh, season, so mm, when there's global it? patterns, well, it depends where you are. So yeah, okay. in Australia, it's drought season, but, but it's, it's not a good season generally. I'll tell you some things which have happened historically in El Nino seasons. So mm-hmm. we had the Hiroshima bomb dropped in Japan, as we've talked a lot about nuclear weapons, black markets this episode. We had the Norman Conquest. You mentioned tapestries, so that, that wasn't great either. We had Cortez's massacre of the Aztecs. We had the invention of fire alarms. We had Snow White eating the poisoned apples. So, I mean, wherever anglerfish arise, 
wherever they emerged from their hellish depths. I mean, they're, they're called devilfish, for God's sake. They are Satan's spawn of Beelzebub himself. Wherever they go, catastrophe follows. Catastrophe, Saf. We're not bringing that to 2.0. The fact that the fact that you are crediting them with the invention of the fire alarm is fantastic. It's, it's, it, the, I don't you know, think I said the, that. They, they need to get like a honors medal or something. The, all the other mm. things do with them. That's Hiroshima. All of these things are, you know, it's a recurring theme is to do with human folly and human, you know, ineptitude and human greed and all of these mistakes uh, that ancient humans uh, made, um, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, Earth 2.0, beyond it being a non-exploitative capitalist economy, it should also be a place where we take radical responsibility as humans and stop blaming animals for things and we should be inclusive and compassionate and non-judgmental and not decide a thing's worth based on surface beauty. And the anglerfish will be the symbolic reminder to humanity that this is what we are building on Earth 2.0. Very politically correct, Saf, as always. You, you know, in Africa, they've got an ugly five now, along with the big five. Right. What are they? So, so even there, they're, they're ruining the, the point of safaris. I, I, I don't remember all of them. So it's the hyena, the, the warthog, ugly creatures. Uh, there's, I think it's a marabou stork might be on them. They're horrible creatures, like vultures. I'm going to look it up. Ugly five. <laughs> but like the, the big five have significance. They're the most impressive African animals. They're actually historically the hardest to hunt is how the, the big five arose. Okay, so they're, they're the wildebeest, the vulture, uh, the stork, the warthog, and the hyena. There we go. The I got stork. three out of five. The stork? Oh, the, really? A specific stork, marabou stork. They have the bald heads and ugly, hanging, fleshy sacks, a bit like vultures. They're not pretty. Google it. Hmm. Well, they need to have a lesson in, uh, you know, not judging animals based on their beauty. <laughs> but I, I actually think that that. that anglerfish could just join the ugly five instead of hopping on the ark i mean we've already established there's no point on it coming on board the ark it can swim for god's sake it's not going to die in a bloody flood so what the points you've raised thus far is that anglerfish are feeling left out bullied lonely abandoned etc alienated and if we give them this fan club make it an ugly sis then it doesn't need to steal the glamour from the big five. Ugly six, much nicer. Now, an ugly six include the 200 odd species of anglerfish, so ugly 205, if, if you cared for specifics. But having this new fan club, we will actually sort all of your problems. They don't need to go into space, they don't need to join the ark, they don't need to ruin everything on Earth 2.0 by causing global catastrophe akin to the Norman Conquest and the invention of the fire alarm. I mean, what is the point of anglerfish? Well, the point is, as we've explored today, they have now, they represent something bigger than themselves. So this is about cementing our values and the anglerfish. Wow. And the anglerfish are the physical representation of those values on Earth 2.0. Oh, this is great, Seth. 
you know, usually you can find something to argue for in an animal. <laughs> Today you're just arguing goodness of mankind, compassion, virtue. It's brilliant. Wish get Joseph to pick more animals for you. No. No. That's one one last point I'll make uh, because I haven't gone into the murderous stream today and I feel obligated to do so. So do you know that anglerfish have a mouth which is the entire circumference of their their mouths? They're completely ginormous gaping maw lined with not one but two sets of teeth. So they've got one set of teeth where teeth normally are just inside their mouth and one in their throat. So basically they don't move much at all. They're too lazy to do that. They're too lazy to hunt prey. So once something swims into their mouth, they shut it and nothing ever, ever, ever is going to come out of there. It's, it's like, what's, what's the name of the creature in Star Wars? The, the, the desert worm. That's what they're like. I've no in idea Star, what that's called. In Star Wars? In Dune? Yeah, you know, in... Is it Tatooine? Oh, I don't know. Luke gets fed to it, doesn't he? By Jabba. This is just called a desert worm. That That's such yeah, an anticlimax. Or a sandworm. <laughs> Sarlacc. Sarlacc. That's what I was looking for. It's called a Sarlacc. Is it? Who, who knows? Yeah, Sarlacc. There we go. So they're, they're like Sarlax, the big ugly worms in Tatooine. And once you go in there, you don't come out. They murder you, cold blood, living, whilst your heart's still beating out of your chest. Their stomach is lined so that even whilst your cries for help, you'll shine your torch out, doesn't get through. And they, I mean, they are just really nasty creatures, I have to say. Some of their names, the frogfish, sea devil, goosefish, sea toad, sea bat, bunkfish, handfish. Actually, the only good one is football fish. So I will only concede bringing anglerfish if I'm allowed to play football with them per laser jetpack fox hunting, which I seem to remember you're strongly opposed to. But I, I will concede you the point if you give me that. Okay. I, I, I would not, I would veto that, and um, all, all names that you just shared, all that says, nothing about the anglerfish, it's, all that says is that humans can be mean. Sonomists mm. clearly have a vendetta against them. I mean, I don't blame them. You've heard about this, there being no such thing as a fish, haven't you? So fish is an absolutely obsolete taxonomic class. It doesn't mean anything. So cats are all related, but fish are here, there, everywhere. So anglerfish, ditto. I mean, they would give taxonomists a headache and they've got enough on their mind. You know, the Natural History Museum is still processing Darwin's finds, his collections and all. So they're, they're a long way behind. Anglerfish aren't helping, really. Keep on discovering new ones. Bloody bastards. <laughs> just, just leave them to die. We'll, we'll save taxonomists a headache. They won't get any more nasty names. They won't be bullied. They can leave them to join the Ugly Five. I mean, actually, what's going to happen is if we take them to Earth 2.0, they're never going to evolve into these sandworms, these sarlax. We won't get Star Wars. What an abomination that would be, Saf. <laughs> well, you're going to kill Star Wars, is what I'm saying. That's, that's just going to be my closing point. Uh, I don't think I've ever gone quite so far before, but... Yeah, if we bring anglerfish, you don't get Star Wars. Uh, I rest my case... Well, we, we have Star Wars. We will, we will take it with <laughs> us to a... time travel. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, because anyway, Star uh, Wars happens a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So these anglerfish clearly had to escape from Earth 1.0 from the impending apocalypse to time travel back into the past, into a galaxy far, far away, wherein a million years later they became the Sarlacc and became part of George Lucas's story.
this is how it works. If you take them to Earth 2.0, they're never going to have to flee back in time and evolve into giant gaping sandworms. Obvious. Okay. Well, I am still going to stand by my uh, argument, I suppose, that mm. this is about what we stand for on Earth 2.0. And the anglerfish is kind of the symbol. And, you know, if we take them to Earth 2.0, it says something about us which is good. If we don't, it says something about us, which is not so good. That's it. So we will find out. I will wait uh, eagerly. Uh, I'm an optimist, so I, I, I am hopeful that we, as a collective, will do the right thing. Very good, very good. Glass half full, and all with all that deep sea water. Enough mm -hmm. it to go around, especially post flooding. So there'll be lots of optimists after we all perish back on Earth 1.0. It actually, that's quite a real possibility, isn't it? If we keep on debating which animals to bring, I mean, who knows when the flood's going to come? It's probably going to come today. We had a lot of rain in the Congo here today. This is the rainy season, so. Okay, so that's okay, how okay. it works. It's a clue in the name, just as there's a clue in the name Sea Devil. Name for the anglerfish, just saying. So if you want to support Satan, <laughs> your, your immortal soul is on the line. Our enduring opinions of you as an audience, Saf will very much look down upon you if you vote out the anglerfish. <laughs> but who cares, you're all going to die. So let us know what you think. Do anglerfish deserve a place on the Ark? Do they deserve to swim happily ever after in a flooding Earth whilst all the other animals die? And join us next week when we will be discussing another animal, which is... No, who's, who's on, I'm is sure it it's girl? your turn. It is now. Yeah, it's, it's your turn because I feel so sorry for you after <laughs> having to defend anglerfish. Go on, choose right. a nice one. I, I, I'll choose one that I like. Raccoons. Raccoons. Raccoons are cool. No, raccoons are scum. Cool. <laughs> Join us next week when we'll be discussing raccoons. See you then. Goodbye.